0: The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries.
1: Choose your words carefully. Guard your words and know that what you choose is what you're going to have. Speak the Word.
0: Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. the we invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net that's speakthewordministry.net and now here's pastor Joe with a message titled Understanding the Spirit, Soul and Body.
1: Speak the Word. We're going to begin in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 in Amplified Bible. It says, And then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or spirit of life, and man became a living being. In some translations, that's referred to as a speaking spirit. Verse 8, it says, And the Lord God planted a garden toward the east in Eden, which means delight. And there he put the man whom he had formed. So it says in the beginning that number one, God formed the body of man. And number two, God made the soul of man. And number three, God created the spirit of man. And saints, he created all of us into his image and into his likeness. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 in the New Living Translation, it says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may you whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. In Hebrews 4.12, in the New Living Translation, it says, For the Word of God is alive and powerful. He says, It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and our desires. Saints, this passage of Scripture makes us aware that the spirit and the soul are not the same because they can be divided by the word of God. So therefore, the three are not the same. They're different. The Lord revealed this to me one morning as I was confessing his word. He revealed to me how his word acts as a sword that will cut through pain. Actually, it'll cut through anything. He says through bone and marrow, even to divide in the spirit and soul. So his word will cut through anything, but he revealed to me how his word cut through pain, and I recall on Father's Day, I was experiencing this enormous pain in between my shoulder blades and my back. I was in terrible pain, and it seemed like it just came on to me all of a sudden. I couldn't bend down, and I couldn't even hold out my arms to reach for anything. As a matter of fact, I had my daughter back there. She was with me. She was in the kitchen cooking. We had about 15 people over at my house that that needed to be fed, And so, but I couldn't, I was in so much pain with my back and my arm, I couldn't reach out and reach. I couldn't bend over to the cabinet, open it up to get anything out. I had to get her to get it out for me. But I prayed over my back and my husband, David, he prayed over my back, but it continued to hurt. And so I want you to remember that I prayed, but it continued to hurt most of the time because we pray for something and we don't see something right away. We just automatically assume, well, God didn't hear me or I'm not healed or I didn't get that, or whatever it is, because we didn't see it right away. But I was still in pain, even though I had prayed over myself, and my husband had also prayed over me. It continued to hurt, but the next morning, it was 98% better. Not 100%, but 98% better. In my prayer time, The next morning, the Lord showed me this as I was confessing his words. Lord, your word is a sword which cuts through my joints and heals them. Your word cleans up the very blood marrow inside my bones and gives me well-being through new stem cells. And another one I confess is this one, I declare that your word prospers me in all the places it is declared, and absolutely does not return to you empty, but fulfills its purpose, praise God. And that comes from Isaiah 55:11. The Lord says that he shall, the, the word, it, it's like the rain that comes down, and he says he'll send his word forth, it shall go where he sends it, and it shall prosper the thing for which to he sends it, and he says it shall not return unto him void. But the main thing is, is like I said, we have to have faith in the Word of God. The power is in the Word. The power is in the blood. The power is in the Word of God. And if we we have faith in that and not be moved by our feelings, and that's why we're going to be talking about the spirit, soul, and body to give us a better understanding. I want you to think about what I just said. The Lord was showing me that when David and I prayed that his word acted like a sword cutting through my joints and healing them. As we were praying, his word was acting like a sword or a laser that was cutting through that pain. And even though I didn't have a manifestation immediately, by morning I did. By morning I did. You know, and there have been cases where that didn't happen before I knew the importance of the word of God. You you can tolerate things, or you can go to the doctor, you can do a lot of things. And there's nothing wrong with going to the doctor if I need to go, I'll go. But I'm learning more and more to go to God first because He is the ultimate doctor. He's the ultimate physician. The doctors, all they can do is put Band-Aids on it. God, He's the healer. So we go to Him first. And saints, that's one of the reasons I want to talk to you about your spirit, your soul, and your body and the importance of renewing your mind with God's Word so that your spirit and your soul can come together in agreement with each other, and that way, when, once they come together in agreement, then you'll be able to see, uh, receive what you need from God. Some of you here, for instance, need a he- you may be uh, need to be healed in your bodies. Uh, maybe there's some of you here needing a financial breakthrough. I don't know, I don't really know what your needs are, but I do know this: that you need to get your spirit and your soul into agreement with God's word. Because whether you need a financial breakthrough or where you need healing in your body, you're going to have to get your soul. But you might say, well, Pastor Joe, what's the difference between my spirit and my soul? Well, I'm going to put it to you this way. I want you to listen now. With your body, you contact the physical realm. And with your soul, you contact the realm of the mind. And with your spirit, you contact the spiritual realm, which is the heart of God. I'm going to repeat that. With your body, you contact the physical realm. And with your soul, you contact the realm of the mind. And with your spirit, you contact the spiritual realm, which is the heart of God. Someone uh, once put it this way. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. So you really, really your three parts. Your body, that's your flesh. That's your house. The Bible refers to it in some places as your tent or your house. But that's all that is. It's just a house. It's just a tent. In other words, that's where your five senses are. That's where you're hearing, you're seeing, you're tasting, you're smelling, and you're touching. We view the body as the house. And we view this as our earth suit, as touching the material world through our five senses, which, as I said, is your sight, your smell, your hearing, your taste, and your touching. Saints, your body expresses what the soul tells it to do, the body is the lowest part of you. But I want you to understand That your soul is the decision maker. Your soul is the filter. And your body is going to do what your soul tells it to do. The body part of you is the part that is world conscience. It's carnal, meaning that the desires of the flesh are always warring against the spirit. And I might add that the last of your five senses, which really is your touching, is the one that keeps you in trouble. Because so many Christians live by their emotions. They live more by their feelings, their touchy-feely, by their emotions more than they do by the Word of God or by their faith. They live based on how they feel. It is also the soul. The soul consists of your will, your thinking, your reasoning, and attitudes, your emotions, and your memories. It's also known as your filter. The soul is the filter that allows everything that God has deposited in your spirit to flow through you and affect your body and your life. In other words, it's your personality. I want you to hear me. Whatever decision is made, this is where you permit it. This is where it's allowed to happen, is in the soulish part of you. Are you hearing me? Unless you renew your mind, your soulish part, it's not going to do anything good. As Paul said, there is no good thing that dwells in my flesh. There's no good thing that dwells in any of our flesh. Your body is going to do what the soul tells it to do. In Galatians 5, 16, 17, a New Living Translation, Jesus said, So I say to you, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives, and then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Verse 17 says the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. Jesus said that these two forces are constantly fighting each other so that you're not free to carry out your good intentions. You can have all the good intentions that you want to have, saints, but if you haven't renewed your mind, which is your soulish part, it doesn't make any difference what your good intentions are or your willpower. It won't won't benefit you at all. Paul puts it this way in Romans seven fifteen in New Living Translations, Paul says, I don't really understand myself. He says, For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. He said, But instead I do what I hate. And Paul says, I know nothing good lives in me, that is, in my flesh. Saints, there is nothing good that lives in our flesh. He was talking about his flesh without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, I want to do what is right. He says, but I can't. I had a phone call today, and I've had several phone calls from a partner of mine that, as he puts it, has been having a bad hair day. But I think he's been having a bad hair week. You know, and so, and I don't mean that to be flippant because uh, the person is really in trouble spiritually. And, uh, and he's really being controlled by his flesh. You know, and, and he used the words to me on the phone this morning. And, and uh, actually, in, the, in my messages, I haven't yet spoken to him today. I did speak with him a couple of days ago. But he left a message, and he said, well, Pastor Joe, he says, I, I'm having a really bad hair day. He said, I don't really know what to do, because he had told me this before. He said, I really don't feel like going on. He said, I'm just ready to go. He said, this, bad, he said, this flesh, he said, I know my flesh is so wretched, and my flesh is so evil And he says, I'm getting tired of fighting it. But we are fighting. You know, we have to fight the flesh with the word of God. This is why it's so imperative that you renew your spirit, uh, your soul, so that you can receive all that stuff that when you got born again, that God poured into you through your spirit. And we're going to uh, talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, he's having a hard time because he has not renewed his mind. So he, he has no control over the flesh. So the flesh is just doing what it wants to do, you know, and there's nothing there to stop it. The only way that you can stop that flesh, this old house from doing what it wants to do, is to renew your mind, your soulless part. And he hasn't done that. And he's getting to the point where he's tired. He said, I'm just sick and tired, you know. And sometimes we all get a little sick and tired. And I know as a fact sometimes I get tired of fighting too. But you can't give up. You can't give up. I mean, you have to keep on fighting. It's worth, you know, life is worth fighting for. Life is too precious, too precious to want to, to leave this earth early. It's going to be wonderful in heaven, but we don't have to go early. We can stay down here and finish our assignments. We don't have to go early. So Paul was talking about his flesh without the presence of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, I I want to do what is right. He says, but I can't. He is saying that you can only do what is right when you're being led by the Holy Spirit. Saints, it's really a matter of which you feed the most, your spirit or your body. That's really what it's a matter of. Remember that the one you feed the most... Out of these two, the body, which is your flesh, or your spirit, is the one that your soul will tend to the most. It's 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 the one it's going to pay the most attention to. Your spirit, which is your heart, your spirit is that part of you that God communicates with. The spirit is the part of you that all of the life and the power of God flows through. The spirit part of you is where all the power and the spirit of God flows it's also the noblest part of you. It's the God-conscious part of you. It's your purpose, your love, your relationship. And I know this might be sounding like a boring message, but I'm, I'm promising you, if you listen, you'll, you're going to learn something, and it's going to help you in the future because everybody battles with their flesh every day in some form or another. It could be you're battling with a little bit or it could be a lot. Some days is more than others, but you're going to battle with that flesh. And I'm just trying to give you some help that the Lord's given me to share with you that is going to help you to battle that flesh. Whether it's in your finances or whether it's in your health or whatever it is, it's a battle fighting. And I, and I want to show you how you're going to get, get be able to get those things that you need from the Holy Spirit to where you can get the, the two of them together. There's three and two is always going to win, so we've got to get the spirit and the soul working together, joined up, instead of having a soul hooked up with the flesh, with the body, okay? As I said, your spirit is the noblest part of you, and it's the life-giving part is your spirit. Remember that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. In Proverbs 20 in a new king james it says the spirit of the man is the lamp of the lord searching all the inner depths of his heart saints we are made as i said in god's image and in his likeness maybe you haven't even thought about this but when you die and you are buried your spirit lives on it never dies your spirit never dies that's why that if when when someone um is in a coma their spirit is not in a coma their body is in a coma. And so that's why that. in somebody's in a coma, you can still go in and, and, and speak the word of God over them and you can still pray with them and their spirit can hear you because your spirit is never going to die. It lives on. Paul said in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 in the New King James, he says, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent, he's talking about, is destroyed, he says, we have a building from God, he said, a house not made with hands, eternal, he said, in the heavens. And Jesus told a thief on the cross in Luke 23:43. he says, surely I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. And most of you are familiar with the story when Jesus was on the cross and there was two thieves, one on each side of him, and the one of them asked Jesus, you know, about taking me and Jesus told him he said, Today you will be you will be in my kingdom. You will go with me. My point is, Saints, you will live on even when you leave your body, your spirit never dies. The part of man that is born again is the spirit. Your spirit receives eternal life, the life of God and the very nature of God. As a matter of fact, whether you're born again or not born again, your spirit never dies, you're you're gonna live somewhere forever. It never dies. So it really doesn't, it does matter whether you're born again or not because that's going to determine where you're going to go. But if you're not, but as far as you having a spirit, it doesn't matter whether you're born again or not. Your spirit is never going to die. It's going to live forever. And it takes the power of God to change the heart of man. Your spirit is made in the image of God and your spirit should be leading your soul and your body. In Romans eight fourteen in New Living Translation, it says, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In verse 16, it says that the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together." The only way, saints, that you can keep your spirit on top and keep it leading is to feed it more of God's Word. But most of the time, your soul and your emotions are leading to train. In other words, most of the time, your soul and your emotions and your feelings are ahead of the game. They're the ones that's in control. They're the ones that's leading. And your emotions are telling your body what to do. Are you hearing me? When your body takes over, saints, your spirit and soul are in trouble. And I say trouble with a capital T. Because when your soul and body takes over, you're in big trouble. And that's when you're going to experience defeat in every area of your life. Remember, whatever your body does, is by your own will. It's by your own decision. It's up to you. In other words, if you decide to watch that X-rated movie, even when you know you shouldn't be watching it, your body will say, oh, yeah, sure why not? That sounds like fun. You know, you might be flipping through the TV and you see this movie and your spirit has has told you that's not good and that you shouldn't watch it. But you think, oh, well, why not? It can't be that bad. And you watch it anyway. However, and this is a big however, if you have been renewing your mind and feeding your spirit, then you're going to do the right thing and you're not going to watch the movie. You hear what I'm saying? I remember not too long ago, I think it was last year or sometime, I was watching a movie, and, and I knew after I watched a little bit of it that I really shouldn't watch it. You know, my spirit was saying that I really shouldn't watch it, but I watched it anyway. Sometimes we follow the flesh. As Paul says, I want to do the right thing, but I keep doing the wrong thing. You know, and, and you will without the leading of the Holy Spirit. But I kept watching the movie. And, and, and as soon as I finished, I felt really bad. I mean really bad. Because I knew I shouldn't have watched it. And I knew that I had grieved the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes we forget, saints, that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. He sees everything we see. He hears everything we hear. He hears everything that we say. And He gets grieved by a lot of the places that we take Him. And he gets grieved about a lot of the things that we watch and we see. It grieves him. The Bible says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. But we do grieve him. We all do. But I knew that I, you know, and so what did I do? I repented. I said, Lord, I am so sorry. I repented that. Please forgive me. I, I shouldn't have done that. And that's what we have to do. He's still going to love me just as much. He didn't stop loving me because I, I, I didn't do the right right thing. When your child does something wrong and is disobedient, you don't stop loving him. You keep on loving him. But but he says, well, mom or dad, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I, I, I I'll try not to do that again. And as he learns, maybe he won't do it again. But that's how we do when we feed our soul and we learn. It's like I said, if, if when we continue to feed our spirit, then we're going to do the right thing and we're not going to grieve the Holy Spirit. This applies to anything else that your body wants to do. Are you hearing me? Your body will do anything your soul tells it to do. Your soul is the decision maker. I've said that before. In other words, if you tell your body it can't watch the movie, it might fight you, it might put up a fight, but if you have trained your spirit, your spirit is going to win. There's three. Two is going to win. Two out of the three. Whatever decision is made is permitted by your soul. Your soul is the point of permission. Are you hearing me? As I said earlier, the more your spirit tells your soul how it should go, and your soul receives it, and and your soul is receptive, then it's going to push whatever that is to the body, and then the body has got to do it. So whatever you're telling the body to do, it's going to push it over there. If If it's good, it's going to do it, and if it's bad, it's going to do it. Okay? your body always is obedient to the soul, and it's going to have to listen to it. Speak the word to your body.
0: Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance. This has been Speak the Word, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Joanne Ramsey. We're glad you've joined us for today's message. Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing prayer. But first, if you've benefited spiritually from this radio program, we'd appreciate your prayers and financial support as we continue this broadcast on this station. Your gift of any amount today will provide free teaching resources to other listeners who cannot afford them. Contributing is easy. Just visit us on the web at speakthewordministry.net. While you're there, you can make a tax-deductible contribution through credit card or PayPal. No gift is too small. And any donation will help us continue the work of the gospel here at Speak the Word. Again, our web address is speakthewordministry.net. You can also write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23450. Again, that's P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23450. Our telephone number is toll free, 855-505-2297. That's 855 505 2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we would be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. That's speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here again is Pastor Joe.
1: Father, your word says that you created us with a spirit, a soul, and a body, and that our spirit is the part of us that got born again. Help us, Lord, to renew our minds daily on your word so that our soul will be able to receive from our spirit, because according to your word, our spirit is the part of us that all of your life and power flows through. Father, I pray that we will be as Paul was and bring our flesh into submission daily and not be ruled by it. I purpose, Lord, to pursue things that are after the spirit and renounce things that are after the flesh, because I have renounced and do not walk in the things of the flesh. I now declare that I'm giving myself wholly to the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And I declare that I am transformed daily and growing daily into things of God and will never become addicted to spiritual milk. With your help, Lord, I will no longer be led by my five senses, but I'll be led by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word of God